There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season three of Winona Herb. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I needed that deep breath before I started. Yeah. Trees be acting strange. Yeah, obviously all sorts of stuff happens and you can't even be, a, be safe walking among the flora and fauna, apparently. No. All right. Well, before we jump into it, why don't you hit me with some ratings news? All right. We've got ratings news for episode three, brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.513 million viewers, making it the 83rd overall cable show for the day. And episode four brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.544 million viewers, making it the 56th overall cable show. We pick up 30,000 viewers and it jumps 30 spots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I still can't pretend to figure out how this goes. So, no, no I've given up on it too. <laughs> All right. So, let's just jump into the episode. Shall we, Steve? All right. Episode four No Cure for the Crazy. The forest reveals its secrets and a clue to Nicole's past. Winona pays an unexpected visit to her mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't even know where to start because the amount of crazy. Yeah. Is there really a cure for it? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think so either. I think this is definitely uh, Emily telling us what to expect for the rest of the season. Cause... Yeah, because whoa. So yeah. go ahead. Take All us right. in. Let's start in purgatory. So we open with Winona and Doc chasing down a fleeing revenant. And apparently he's the last of the demons who... Nick Dahl's Black Badge Serum. And out of nowhere, as they're running down the road, a tree walks into the middle of it, stopping the revenant. Yeah, uh, excuse me? Yeah. That, why is <laughs> so, that tree just taking a what? walk? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have we entered Middle Earth here? On... Yeah, right? Is it an Ent? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> and what's funny is Doc and Winona, neither one even mention it. No. Like, they don't even notice it. (laughs) It's like, what? Now, something that people were talking about, though, was Doc's injured hand. Right. Like, But it's not mentioned at all. No, that's not mentioned either. And it's kind of like, hmm, are we in a dream uh, sequence here somehow? Yeah, I just kind of wondered what was going on, because zero people knew what was happening with his hand, but everybody noticed it was bandaged. Right. So, of course, Winona doles out her usual biting one-liners before brandishing Peacemaker. Unfortunately, Uh, it refuses to fire. Yeah. What? Okay, so they they do address this. I'm stuttering because I'm so, like, I don't know, stressed out with this, I guess. And they're saying that there was no 
bullets in it. But I thought Peacemaker to kill a Revenant never actually needed bullets. I thought it was like a supernatural bullet. that, And that's why it glowed and it was just like, yeah, I killed them. And I mean, did did we know, was that ever addressed that they were actual bullets in here? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, like you, I kind of assumed that, yeah, it just fired because it's sending them back to hell. Right. Now, when she was obviously trying to shoot way back, like shoot cans, we knew there was bullets. Right. But it wasn't glowing and doing weird supernatural things. Right. Absolutely. So, so this was yeah. definitely a head scratcher. And so what could be causing it to not fire? There's no bullets. There's no juice happening is she like losing her grip on the airness i mean what the heck is happening (laughs) because doc steps in and just knocks the guy out then well at least it's something but she couldn't even do the famous make your peace slide right although she did say please don't embarrass me in front of the bad man baby (laughs) so at least she didn't get some snarkiness but i think everybody was like what is happening right what the hell is going on here Yeah, it's kind of weird. So we go to Robin, who runs into Waverly and Nicole on route to Purgatory proper. As it turns out, he knows our waves from high school. Everybody knows waves from way back. Yes. And it wasn't even that far back. She's still pretty young. And Robin pseudo explains the situation. The girls decide to escort him to the sheriff's office. Well, I mean, that's good. That's a safe place because obviously we don't know what the heck is happening. Right. And that large gaudy ring that Nicole procured from inside a manila envelope during the season two finale, well, she decides to chuck it deep into the forest. Assuming I... that's probably Bolshar's ring that was chopped off by his previous wives. I'm okay with them chucking it, but what if it's something that can help them? Right. Absolutely. So, not sure that was... The best idea Nicole's ever had. Yeah, everything seems to come back to haunt them. At this yeah. point, you need to have like a little storage unit. Right. Yeah. Very Friday the 13th-ish <laughs> happening, you know? Yeah. The series, if you anybody remembers that right. series from right. forever ago. Or Warehouse 13, even better. Yeah. At the police station, Jeremy is doing his usual sciencey stuff as Winona and Doc arrive with their captured revenant in tow. And of course- I love how everybody was kind of like, uh... What's going on here? Yeah. And so, of course, they inform her that Peacemaker is on the fritz. And because our crew severed connections from the Black Badge Division, resource for slaying demons are very limited. Yeah. How come if they're still at least on, I guess, on the payroll with the department, they're at least not getting bullets? What's going on there? Yeah. So Robin fills out paperwork for Sheriff Nedley, and Winona decides to hand over all the documents regarding Mama Earp to Waverly. Is this good or bad? Right. Which is also why Waverly turned around and told Winona of Nicole's connection to Bullshard. So a little secret sharing time. Yeah, this was going to go over great. I can totally see that. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, Winona and Doc start rummaging through the basement of shorties for bullets and anything that they could sell to procure some funds. When Winona discovers a beautiful wooden cradle that Doc had crafted before the former gave up Alice. Oh my gosh, it's so sad because they were just kind of like flirting right before this. And right. 
you had the little innuendos happening. <laughs> and then this happened and just, man, like, bucket of cold water. Yeah. Because how do you keep just kind of joking around after that? Because it, it's going to bring everything right to the forefront. Right. Oh, painful. And, of course, this triggers a flashback in Winona as we see a younger Winona visiting her mother in jail, I guess, for the very last I don't time. know. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a jail or just a insane asylum or what. Okay, and just to clarify, we have to say we don't know where she is at this point because, I mean, look at the end of last season. She was talking to Mama out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So what is happening? Yeah. How did she get I am so confused. Yeah. I'm so confused about where she may actually be. Right. Of course, we saw that at the end of last season, and this is a flashback. So this had to have happened. She had to have been institutionalized before. So how did she get out of being institutionalized? Right. That's why I'm like, I don't understand this at no. all. <laughs> no, Emily's got some splaining to do. So, of course, Michelle is rambling on incoherently about presumably Bolshar's rise, and she urges Winona to keep Waverly away from her. Right. And then when Winona is like, I'm out of here, I'm leaving, she's like, are you take- taking Waverly with? It's like, no. Right. And then she gets even crazier. Uh, yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. No cure for crazy at this point. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we come back to the present, and Doc reassures Winona that she was only doing what she thought was best by giving Alice to her aunt. And our duo shares an intimate smooch, and right on cue, Nicole barges in unintentionally. Yeah, unintentionally, <laughs> unintentionally, whatever at this point, because, you know, she's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm interrupting you now. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> And as this uh, happens, Waverly decides it's time to play Cupid with Jeremy and Robin. Uh, You don't even know what's going on with Robin right now. No. How do you know he's not like hiding out in the Ghost River Triangle or he's a revenant or something? Right. Because most of them are. Right? He knew you from before. That means absolutely nothing. Come on, Waverly. Yeah. So she assigns Jeremy with the task of solving Robin's tree crisis. And... Of course, the potential lovebirds bond over vegan sticks. Okay, I am a metasaurus myself, so yes. <laughs> I just, hey, if that's that's your thing, that's cool. It just didn't sound super appealing. Right. Granted, I'm not going to eat a beef jerky stick either, so. There you go. Oh, just have cheese. <laughs> Give me cheese. <laughs> of course, initially Jeremy is uncomfortable with Waves matchmaking, but he's Soon warms up to Robin, and the two embark on a journey to the forest to examine some murder trees. Their weirdness just was so cute together, wasn't it? Yes. And after they leave, Waverly receives a phone call on one of Winona's old phones regarding Mama Earp. Apparently, Michelle is being transferred to a larger facility, and the warden needs a signature from Mama Earp's next of kin, which happens to be Winona. So, of course, Waverly decides to make a pit stop at the Purgatory Jail to visit Mama. And what are the odds this is going to end well? Zero? Right. (laughs) Right. And seriously, it's like, you have to hurry up because we're transferring her. Well, you're not sending her anywhere until you get the signature, so don't act like you are. Right. It doesn't matter if the vehicle's there. 
Until right. you have the signature, she isn't going anywhere. Thank you. And so afterwards, Waverly returns to the police station and informs Winona of her visit with Mama. And of course, Waverly frantically rummages through all the documentation on Michelle Gibson that she can find. And after hearing Waverly tearfully explain what that Mama Earp wanted to kill her, Winona sets out on the warpath. Of course she oh, yeah. does. Yeah, because that's really going to end well. You might as well just say, I'm painting a target on my face because Winona's on her way. Yeah. And so she breaks for the purgatory jail to end this shit. Hell hath no fury like Winona Earp. Right? I like her. She gets shit done. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, Waverly and Nicole start perusing Michelle's files. And they notice that Mama Earp was sentenced to 20 years behind bars for merely burning down a barn. And not just any barn. It was her own barn. So it wasn't like she's just running around setting things on fire. Right. That seems odd, though. And to top it all off, there's only one page of the arrest report. But why? It's a very good question. And Nedley comes in and reveals that he pulled the file and is willing to divulge everything he knows about Mama Earp's case to Waverly. Okay, are we going to get some answers here? Well, kind of. Yeah, Nedley's only going to tell what he wants to tell. He finally reveals the truth behind Michelle's arrest all those years ago. She was arrested because she burned down the barn on the homestead with Waverly in it. Say, what? Yeah, now things make a little more sense. Maybe. (laughs) Or crazy is just crazy. Well, like attempted murder, that makes a little more sense that you're going to be locked up more than just burning down your own barn. That's true. Of course, he says him and Ward couldn't believe Michelle would be capable of such an act, but Nedley chalked it up to a psychotic break, even though Michelle told him that demons were afoot. Now, of course, this was before Nedley knew about Revenants and the Earp Air. And I'm still wondering exactly how much he actually knows, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Because, of course, Nedley admits to covering up the case and Michelle was carted away. Yeah, and, I mean, he does mention that he was not the sheriff, that Daddy Earp was the sheriff. So, apparently, he was hiding a lot of stuff, too. Right. And you kind of get a feeling that maybe there's something there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just odd that Nedley would do this before he was aware of the Earp air and revenants. But Well, he did say, you know, that basically he got there, Michelle was put into his car, and he was told to take her. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, obviously confused, but following his boss's orders. Right. So I get it, but it's like, um... I feel like he would have questioned it more unless at that time, like we've seen in the past, once somebody actually realizes the crazy stuff that's happening, you stop asking questions (laughs) that you don't really (laughs) want to know. know the answer to, exactly. (laughs) Now, of course, a little later on, Robin and Jeremy return to examine their photos of the ancient staircase. Random staircase. Are you sure we didn't get to Channel Zero? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Unfortunately, the staircase fails to appear in said photos. What? Yeah. (laughs) Do we have a vampire staircase on the loose in the forest? (laughs) (laughs) Don't start. You never know. (laughs) I know. We got walking trees, so 
Yeah, you never know. Wandering staircases. You, yeah, who knows what's happening now? Of course, Jeremy theorizes that perhaps they're experiencing a shared psychosis regarding the staircase. Yet, they mention this, which I know we'll get to it in a little bit, to Doc. Right. And Doc seemed freaked out. Yeah. So it's like, wait a second. Obviously not a shared psychosis if he knows something. Right. But that was never explained either why he freaked out about that. No. Which makes me wonder. wonder. Exactly. He must know something about Bolshar that he's not telling us. Of course, later on, Robin arrives home to find a cluster of plants outside. He wonders if his dad left them on their lawn. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a tree limb slithers up behind Robin and drags him away. So now it's not just trees, it's just all sorts of random plants, too? Yeah, apparently. You're killing me, guys. I can't, you know, maybe my tomato plants are trying to kill me now. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) trust them. Keep an eye on those critters. You know what? You got some of my plants all of a sudden have vines coming, so I should be worried. I'll send Jason. Jason can go out and check my plants. It's fine. (laughs) He's braver than me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about what's going on in the evil forest as we see Nicole and Waverly scavenging for clues through the forest where the cult of Bolshar's massacre occurred. And Nicole comments on how quickly the trees returned to form, given that the accident happened only 20 years before. Yeah, there was a lot of them there. And yeah, I don't know anything trees, about fires, yeah. but yeah, there was like a whole grove. Yeah. Like, this doesn't seem normal. No. You would see signs of, you know, even if trees were regrowing, they wouldn't be as big as those were, that's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely the other thing. It, they weren't just like saplings. They were yeah, yeah. decent-sized trees. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then we see... uh Robin roaming through the forest, and he notices something peculiar regarding the trees. They appear to be bleeding. Oh, I'm sure that's no big deal, right? Right. This is the Ghost River Triangle. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And let's add another weird thing to it. They're not just bleeding. There's an eyeball sticking out of one. Yeah. What? Robin runs out of there to... Find Nedley to tell him what's going on. Now, the only thing that made me feel good is the eye did not move. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, is the weird tree that we've seen walking across the street. Right. Like, eating people? Yeah. And it's like, all right, maybe it's eating people, whatever, which is weird. But at least whatever, it's not like growing eyeballs and looking at people. (laughs) I don't know. It wouldn't be great either way, but it it was weird. Yeah, it was real weird. It's like, okay, what's inside the trees? How are they moving? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Everything (laughs) just makes it more and more confusing as to what is really going on. Now, of course, when Robin and Jeremy show up in the forest, they do some bonding while examining some of the trees. And this is when they stumble upon the mysterious ancient staircase. Right. Which leads to nothing. Right. And this is. Again, call back to, like we said, Channel Zero. Yes. He's like, we should go up it. No, no, no we shouldn't. See, Jeremy would have survived in Butcher's Block. Right. Robin would not. <laughs> yeah. 
So, of course, Jeremy decides to call upon the only other being equipped to handle supernaturally spooky stuff and calls Doc. Because he'll find them. Sure. While he's en route to Jeremy and Robin, he runs into Bolshar himself. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm sure this will be fine. Totally fine. No big deal. Or... Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, Doc believes he's being sent back to hell, and Bolshar is willing to help Doc escape his fate as long as he swears fealty to the demon. There was way too much hesitation. Yes, there was. He thought about it way too long. I'm like, Doc, what are you doing? Why are you thinking about this? Right. It was not cool what was happening. And of course, before he can answer, Bolshar disappears. So you go, okay, what? Did we have a uh, time slip here where we don't get to see the conversation, if there was a conversation before Bolshard left, or what. So I'm I'm concerned yeah. about this. Cause yeah, because it wasn't really a definite answer. No. And so I was really scared because it's like, what if he did? What if, you know, he's so desperate to be immortal again and not be sent to hell. Right. Even after what was said to him by dolls, I think he's like, no, no, I have to have my own mortality. That's the only way I can do anything with our Scooby gang. Right. And this is just like, okay, here's the carrot. Right. Not You're not seeing what the stick is. is so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so Jeremy actually finds Doc standing next to his car. You know, yeah, like nothing happened. Yeah. And he's not saying anything at all about what happened or what he saw. Now, maybe he went into a trance and the whole Bolshar thing was a trance or there's something else going on in the woods. Right, like just in his head or something. Right. Which, okay, then maybe that was more like, this is, yeah, this is your biggest wish. Would you take this to sell out everybody? Right. But maybe because he wasn't actually there, that's why we didn't see everything. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. But, of course, he doesn't reveal any of his interactions with Bolshar to Jeremy. So, kind of go, Doc, you can't be doing this. Yep, we're just going to keep everything hidden. It's totally fine. Yeah, no biggie. That'll come back to bite you in the ass. Right? <laughs> All right, let's move over to the Ghost River Institute. And we open the episode as Mama Earp is currently terrorizing her therapist by smearing the latter's blood all over the walls of her padded room. Oh, that's not normal? No, not (laughs) at all. Okay, good to know. Yeah, the therapist is screaming, wailing for help, and Michelle spells out, never ever get out in blood. Okay, then. Yeah. Is this the way you're trying to stay in there, or... Talking about the Ghost River Triangle or what else? Something yeah. in your head? I mean, it could be anything at this point. Yeah. Now, of course, the meeting between Waverly and Michelle did not go well. Oh, I never thought it would go well. No. I was, when Waverly made that decision to go, I go, oh, no, Waverly, you're going to get hurt yeah. so badly. Because, mm-hmm. of course, Mama gets agitated and swiftly evolves into a bout of violence where she threatens to kill Waverly. And what to make it worse, she refers to her daughter as a demon. I couldn't believe she is saying this. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, 
There's no way. Right. But of course, that, of course, has a profound effect on Way. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the guards are able to subdue Michelle before she can cause any tangible harm. And Waverly heads on back to the station. Now, of course, when Winona finds out about it, she's definitely ready to kick some shit here. Oh, she was livid. Yeah. And she finds Mama Earp being escorted to a vehicle that'll transfer her to a larger facility. Again, nothing was signed. What the hell? Right. And Winona lays down the law, telling her mother to stay clear of Waverly. And then out of nowhere, Michelle just grabs Peacemaker. Yeah, and at first I'm thinking, it's not going to work. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it is an actual gun gun, though. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. She frees herself from her restraints and knocks one of the guards unconscious and makes a break for freedom unencumbered as she takes the vehicle. Go. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, then. Uh, We need to get on this and get her. But lo and behold... That is not what they had in store for Winona. Oh, no. The warden turns around and says, oh, aiding and abetting. You need to be put in jail. It's like, uh, what? Say what? (laughs) Come again? I was really surprised that he did this, knowing full well that there's a super crazy erp out there. Right. And it's like, what are you doing? But then after seeing what transpired i totally understand right because inside the jail we see that one of the guards holding wine on a captive is a revenant yeah and apparently the warden has known something was up not exactly right and of course this guy relishes the fact that winona is missing peacemaker is it smart dude is it yeah not a good idea so he uses his taser on winona and (laughs) Goes over great. Yeah. That just does nothing but piss Winona off. And she manages to get the upper hand in the fight, even while being restrained by handcuffs. And then this is just going to pinch a little. Yeah. (laughs) And she marches into uh, the warden's office with the head of the revenant and tosses it in his trash can. (laughs) Yeah. And again, the warden had no issues with anything happening. So he knew some weird shit happened, and he was just like, I'm going to take it. It's fine. I was pissed. Yeah, especially when he turns around and says, oh, this isn't the first time Michelle's tried to kill Waverly. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah. Stop saying stuff like this. Yeah. And so I love it because my is like, you can give me the keys or, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. It's like she didn't have to say, or I can beat the crap out of you. Right. So, of course, Winona absorbs the information and heads for the homestead, where we see Waverly and Nicole are listening to the tapes of Michelle from over the years with her many psychiatrists. She rambles on about how she loves jail and seems somewhat normal. Yeah, because everybody always talks about how great jail is. Yeah, right. (laughs) What? Then Doc storms in and makes a beeline for the liquor. However... Uh, we know our crew likes their liquor. Yeah. And so Waverly heads outside to the barn to fetch some. And this is weird because Waverly, of course, is all stuck up in her head. Right. About what's happening, what she's listening to. And all of a sudden, Doc, like, flips out. Right. 
because he hears another voice on the recording. And I guess the other two didn't hear it. Right. Didn't at all. And, and another like, thing, he just kept his mouth shut about. It's like, damn it, Doc. Well, he kind of said something, but I mean, not really. Yeah. Nothing that got Waverly or Nicole's attention that maybe there was something else on the tape. Right. And then really, you're in a coat and your clothes and you're going to let Waverly go out to the barn wearing pajamas and a robe. Right. What the hell is wrong with you? Of course, Waverly goes inside the barn and there's Mama Earp with gun in hand and a spell in works. She's going to be exercising a demon tonight. And obviously, Waverly being freaked out, she's like, yeah, calm down. We can talk about this because she doesn't know what's happening. She just knows what she's been told so far. Right. Which is quite worrisome. And and of course, we're all like, what's happening? Yeah, she believes that she's the demon that Michelle's exercising. Right. Michelle finally reveals that no, Waverly, you're total, thoroughly human. Well, <laughs> if you can believe Michelle. Right. And that she's trying to rid the town of a ne- another demon, one standing behind Waverly. Yeah, and then suddenly Waverly turns around and it's like, well, there's somebody. Yeah. None of us were expecting that because we thought Mama was just a nutbag. Yeah, apparently not so nutbag. Right. And a little bit later, we see Winona barging inside the house, only to find Waverly, Nicole, and Doc sitting happily at a table. Yeah. Seems just- Yeah, they talk about topping it off on this weirdness scale. Right, because I don't think we've ever seen them just kind of chilling and happy like this. No, not at all. And they're just blissfully unaware of Mama Earp's jailbreak and stuffing their faces with Tasty cupcakes, courtesy of one Jolene. Right. It's like, hold on a second. Where'd she come from? Yeah. And it's Zoe Palmer, no less. Right. And you go, what the what? Like, hey, Zoe, what's happening? And before anybody could really think too much, she kind of jumps a baked good in somebody else's mouth. Yeah. Brownie into Winona's mouth. And melts with happiness. And you go, what? Right. It's like, okay. How could Jolene have always been part of the group and an integral member at that? Right. All we see her doing is stuffing food in their their mouths and it does something to them. Well, I mean, I don't mind. Baked goods make people happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But yeah, it was kind of like, what's happening? So. I don't know. I guess we'll find out next episode. Yeah. What? (laughs) Strange, strange episode. Yeah, I was expecting. Well, you know what? I don't know what I was expecting. When there's trees walking, I don't know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, with all the craziness, do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yeah. Fred could not help but (laughs) send us some feedback on that one so let's take a listen hello fangirls own podcasters this is fred from the nurse with some feedback for winona herb season 3 episode 4 i record this feedback on the 18th of august i've seen episode 5 last night but we'll keep this spoiler free first off i found it very strange that the tree moved in the beginning of the episode i have the idea the whole tree stuff has something to do with bullshar So why should a bullshit tree stop a revenant? 
so he can be caught by Doc and Winona. Only listening to another podcast did me realize that the tree actually saved the Revenant because, by its action, Winona couldn't fire Peacemaker. The tree was behind the Revenant and perhaps Peacemaker can't shoot a bullshard tree, as it probably cannot shoot bullshard himself. Winona says, come on baby, don't embarrass me in front of the Batman. On the other hand, it also can be possible that Winona is just, that she just ran out of bullets. There was a very nice scene switch when Winona is telling Waverly, okay, and uh, and Waves, believe me, Mama is doing better. And we immediately see after that Michelle Gibson writing in the blood of her therapist on the wall, never ever get out. This never ever get out in combination that Michelle says, I don't want it in my head anymore when Winona is visiting her just before she left for Greece. And as a third point, when she yells, get out, get out, when Waverly is visiting her, gives me the impression she's not talking to Waverly, but to an internal demon, or whatever. I don't care too much about the whole Jeremy Robin thing. I'm afraid Robin will not be around for a long time, or he gets killed, or he will leave purgatory because it's all too scary for him, taking his father with Parkinson's with him. I don't think he's a revenant, because he's covering up that black stuff. I did like the whole scene with uh, where Nedley is telling Waverly and Nicole Michelle Gibson's history. Very honest and very touchy. Of course, as always, we get some new spooky storylines. Is Michelle Gibson possessed by a demon? And is she afraid that it's coming out? Is she actually trying to protect Waverly? Or is the demon hidden in Waverly and Michelle is not uh, yelling at Waverly, but at the demon in Waverly? Second point. What is the whole thing with plants, including Robin at the end, where he's captured by a plant, then the moving tree at the beginning of the episode, and the speedy regrowth of the forest after the Bullshar massacre? Is this all indeed Bullshar related? 3. Why does everybody have delusions, including the very weird ones at the end, with Jolene? Is this a kind of shared psychosis, as Jeremy describes it to Robin? early in the episode when they are talking about the staircase in the forest. And 4. Who does Doc hear as a third person on the tape? Is that Bullshar or is that some other demon? Okay, that was all for now. Till next time, greetings Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah Fred, trees walking into a road is definitely weird. Right, and it's just interesting that you put up is it the actual tree that's stopping Peacemaker? Right. Which is like, hmm, what does this mean for us later in regards to Bullshar then? Right. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah, nice cutaway with, oh yeah, Mama's doing real good. She's doing much better. <laughs> As yeah. she's writing in somebody else's blood. But, yeah. <laughs> Probably a lie then. Yeah, that didn't work out quite so well. No, not so much. And in regards to Robin, I am going to be side-eyeing Robin for a while. Well, I guess not too long since the tree took him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically anybody who makes any of our people happy gets me worried. So right, I've been like that in almost every show. Yeah, especially Winona because even the buddy of dolls got side-eyed for most of the episode. <laughs> And then, of course, when he is coughing up black stuff, it's like, right. uh... Yeah, this isn't normal. 
No. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I did like Nidley talking about the past and, and opening up more. Right. But I feel like at this point, Nedley knows everything that's happening. He just needs to be totally honest with everything that's happened in the past and just be like, here, listen, I got to tell you guys something. Right. A whole lot of somethings. Yeah. And of course, your spooky storylines. Yeah, we don't know yet if Michelle's possessed by a demon or Waverly or what yet. <laughs> but we're going to hang on and find out. Right. And you yeah, have no plant. idea what the plants were dragging Robin off at the end with, unless it has something to do with the, you know, the trees. The whole forest, as a matter of fact, seems to be being very strange. Yeah. And when it's strange, then more than likely Bolshar's behind it somehow, some way. Just as the ending with Jolene and eating the happy pastries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably drug, not a psychosis. Yeah, I do too. And, and yeah, the, the third uh, person. The third person on the tape that Doc heard and didn't tell anybody about. I think it's very possible that it's the demon Michelle is referring to. Now, I have no idea if it's in her or if it's beside her or what, but I just, I cannot buy that there's a demon in Waverly. It, no. <laughs> there was, but there's not anymore. Right. That that was taken care of. She touched some goo. That was all taken care of. I don't know. I think it is something outside of Waverly, though. So, yep. I guess we just hang on with both hands and see where this ride takes us. Yeah. Seeing that this is the fourth episode of the season and we've had some doozies already, this is going to get insane, I think. This whole season yeah. is just going to keep getting more insane and more insane. So once again, Fred, we really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to the next time we get some. Have a great day. All right. So what do you guys all think about everything? Why don't you rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us and send us emails and tell us your tinfoil hat theories and what you think is happening or what's going to happen, send us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Check out our webpage at www.fangirlzone.com and you can find our contact link and then you can send us information that way too on Twitter and Facebook and where else are we? We're everywhere. We're like YouTube. Tumblr, like, Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and we get messages everywhere. So shoot us messages there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And all this insanity let's keep it going for the rest of the season so for this episode of sci-fi talk i'm sean fangirl s and i'm steve can you both agree that you're sneaky sneaky squirrels and try to have each other's backs for a change and until next time